0: Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Stay tuned for a new episode of the Mangina Dialogues.
1: (laughs) Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host, Nick Scopes. And the Greg Olicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a full swung titty, bout get kitty cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty, and we make shit sound so damn pretty, yeah, cause this ain't comedy, and right now you're in the mix, so get ready, cause we got to get it poppin', and we ain't stopping. I'm educated, unfiltered,
0: unhinge. Hello and welcome to the Manchina Dialogues, I am your host, nick scopes
1: and i don't know why i'm laughing at that for the 180th time but (laughs) i'm i'm greg alprin
0: uh what's up greg and today (laughs) our guest i have to say i'm very honored she named her comedy album after me it's called voluptuous boy
2: you did thank you
0: um (laughs) sarah tolamash how are you
2: good how are you guys
0: doing all right you know super busy not bored at all
2: oh yeah
0: you know how it goes <laughs> just, <laughs> just so much to do i like my plans i'm just i don't know i'm where am i gonna go tonight you know that's what i keep thinking
2: i know i'm always like i need to wake up early and i get bat, uh, mad at myself and then i'm like but why because then i would be <laughs> busy at, like noon yeah. and then i would have <laughs> nothing to do
1: yeah that, pretty good are, the the, the Wi Fi at my office went down yesterday, and it was like in, in the middle of us recording a, a podcast with someone. And after that happened, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do now. <laughs> like, I've got I've got no Wi Fi. I I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Like the world may literally come to an end.
0: <laughs> you're like, well, that's my
1: day. <laughs> that's it. Like if 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 you don't have Wi Fi right now, you're kind of screwed
2: no absolutely i mean i've been watching a lot of movies that are like pre-wi-fi and kind of like settlers time or whatever and i'm like i guess that's what you did before in a phone and wi-fi is you just built your house yeah <laughs>
1: really is amazing. And it's so funny because it's like, it's not that long ago. Like I moved out to the suburbs in like the mid 2000s, right from the city from Manhattan. And I remember when I would go online, I would have to like tell all my friends, don't call me because I'm about to sign on to America online right now. Don't knock me off of my phone line. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's like, just I don't even know what I was doing at that point, probably having going in chat rooms on AOL.
2: Oh, yeah, or I get worried when I have to go to, like, I don't know why, but, like, why is it that your parents' house has the worst Wi-Fi? I get, I get so angry. I'm like, why can't you guys update to a better plan? This is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> they just don't care. I mean, I, I don't know how old your parents are. My, my dad's in his 70s, and they just yeah. don't give a shit. He doesn't yeah, want to learn anything iPad. new. <laughs> yeah, he has not learned anything that he just learned YouTube, like, two years ago. Like he's figured that. That's how he watches my pocket. He can't figure out anything, just hands me his phone every time I see him.
1: You know what's great? I, I don't know how, like, I don't, obviously, I know how old Nick's dad is. I don't know how old your parents are, but my mom is in her late 70s and she just figured out emojis on her iPhone that I got her a couple of years ago. So now she talks to me almost exclusively. In emojis (laughs) that's awesome i
2: like that my mom is anti she's not on facebook she's not on any social media and so and she doesn't even really return text she's like call tech use my phone not the landline and i'm like what it doesn't even matter you don't return or reply back like it'll be eight hours later that i hear from her
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's amazing my mother somehow got got tech savvy for a senior citizen by no means is she tech savvy but she figured out how to send like that bitmoji where it actually looks like you yeah, yeah. so she she sends <laughs> only in bitmojis and emojis she'll communicate she doesn't call me thankfully um that much mostly it's texts and it it'll be like random texts where out of the blue she'll just tell me that my uncle grew a 14 pound watermelon
2: yeah
1: right my like, brand. what why? Like, like, like that's someone great.
2: needs to know. Someone needs
1: to know, and like you know, it's pretty weird when your mom sends you a watermelon emoji, and then you have to figure out what the hell it is she's talking about. Yeah,
2: thank God it wasn't the eggplant. Yeah, I know. Know that stuff.
1: Uh, I, like I, mom,
2: no.
0: That's how Nick
1: communicates with me. Nick almost only oh, sends me eggplant emojis. That's one of my
0: favorite emojis of all time. Yeah, hands down.
1: So have you been doing like show, like a lot of shows, like in the last several months? Like, did you do a lot of the park shows with stand up New York?
2: I felt like um, up until about like October, maybe to like um, right before Thanksgiving. I was pretty busy doing just regular outdoor shows. And then like um, there was a right before the holidays, like Christmas season, all of a sudden all these comics started getting sick.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And so I was like, oh, I'll just chill out on the outdoors. And being all that was super cold, uh, there weren't that many. But now things are picking up with Zoom, and then now there's. I found some places that do outdoor um, right. shows. So it's been, it's getting better. I just took like two months off.
1: Right. What did you think of the shows in the park and all the the outdoor shows that up, you know, in, in weird places with odd audiences and you know a birthday party of, you know, 25, five-year-olds standing behind the next tree.
2: Yeah. You know what? Uh, At first I was like, I was this, you know, I've done it pre-pandemic. I've done one or two shows outdoors and I'm like, comedy should never be done outdoors. Yeah. And then when you were thrown into it and you had to, I got used to it and I ended up really, really liking it because it felt like a really neat thing because it was one of the few, um, I guess, out arts that you could do. Yeah. Sure. easily. And so you could put a mic or you didn't even have to put a mic show up. And then I felt like more people were coming to outdoor shows than regular comedy shows.
3: Yeah.
2: And the bar was set so low that you could really just throw stuff to the wall and see if it stuck. And then, it, so I enjoyed it. It felt like there were no gatekeepers and that you didn't have to kill. So then you could like work on a lot of stuff. So I, I, I thought it was neat and I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't
1: mind going back to indoors. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Nick did a few and, yeah. um, you know, he had a, a, a good experience. He, he'll tell you. I, I thought it was really cool as, a, as someone that to watch, um, you know, because I don't want to say the bar was low, but the expectations, you know, it's like you weren't, you were kind of like so happy that there was something to try to make you laugh and, and do, especially if you were a fan, that it gave you, some cool stuff to do because you could go to two, three, if you're a comedy fan, you could go to a couple of shows in the park in a day or within a few days and see just awesome talent, you know, line just whatever. And it was, I thought it was awesome. You know, Nick, Nick, (laughs) Nick has a good one. One of his, his uh, comedian friends, Gus gave him a line similar to yours. Like the bar was so low, you know, (laughs) he
0: like, yeah, I remember it was one of like the first shows back after like things started to kind of open up and me you know i'm only like two years into comedy two and a half so like i'm always like what should my set be and i'm overthinking like what should it be and i was talking to him i'm like what are you gonna do tonight and like blah blah blah. and he goes listen he goes the bar has never been lower he's like just have fun he's like the expectations are so low he's like the booker for fallon's not gonna fucking be here just (laughs) calm down and i was like you're right. We're under a tree. There's a five year old's birthday party right there next to us. There's a, you know, bunch of shirtless frat guys doing frisbee or fucking hack like the hacky yeah. sack or whatever. I was like, Yeah, I should calm down, maybe. You know, I should just like relax.
1: The, the best one was the last one we he did um that we went to was in like what late October, mid October. And it, it it just started getting like cold, like chilly. And during the Car- Carmen was a Carmen Lynch who was on at the time and the girl started stripping like 20 oh, feet away like Carmen Lynch was on and maybe it was probably
0: probably, probably like a hundred yards back yeah. There's all of a sudden this is Carmen Lynch she's in the middle of her set doing her thing someone's playing like Usher and Pitbull yeah. and it's it's a girl dance and she rips her shirt off she just has nipple tassels on it's directly behind Carmen and it's, like during her <laughs> it's set like and I was like
2: low-key energy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it wasn't like just someone being it was loud there was music it was for someone's birthday and like they like had like a, a neon outfit on and the thong and nipple tassels and they ripped their shirt off and i was like oh and pants. man and the, yeah, and went. Pan, yeah, and and the pants yeah pants.
1: it was it was a scene
3: <laughs> i
0: was like this oh yeah is it.
2: <laughs> in new york you can go topless it's yeah. not against the rules
1: and, you know, for a voluptuous boy, he should be taking more advantage of that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, should. I thought about it. But, you know,
1: so it's funny because I was I was doing you know, a bunch of research and looking and, and you recorded that like three days before the world like down.
2: Yeah, it was like it was March 8th. And then I think March oh, 13th was uh, or maybe it was March 9th and then it was March 13th. Like a, it was actually Friday the 13th that it felt like yeah. everything was just done.
0: Yeah. I remember that. That was the last show and, I, we did as well. Yeah.
1: And I'll tell you, like, I, I'm just thinking back to that time because I went to a concert at Madison Square Garden on the 10th, right? And I debated not going because it was literally as everything was kicking up. Like, if you go outside your house, there's a pretty good chance you're going to get sick and die. And I'm yeah. like, I paid $300 to go see, like, this Allman Brothers reunion show. I'm going, right? And me and my <laughs> friends were on the fence about, like, Literally, are we going to go in? Are we not going to go in? And we finally said, it, let's go in. And we went in. We stayed for half the, half the time and left. But it was on our mind the entire time, like the entire time. So were you thinking when you were performing for those shows, obviously, you know, you knew what was going on in the news. It was basically about to shut down the world. Did that at all affect your performance or come into your play?
2: No, because I was just like in a self-centered <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? We are like, I just want to get yeah, it you're done. About to go on. Yeah, you yeah. know, this is a hard thing to get. You got two tries to get it on tape yeah. and you want it to be good. Um, it was on my mind because I had my a friend of mine asked to do a guest spot. And when he got there, he was like, he's like i can't shake hands i'm sick and he had just gotten off a cruise oh, or God. whatever and yeah. i was so mad oh, at him a horrible for being so irresponsible like dude it's just a guest spot no one gives a shit like go home right um and that i remember and then i remember one girl had uh tagged me in a like a facebook or a like a public forum and was like does anybody want sarah Uh, tickets to her show tonight I'm not going to go because of COVID and I remember being like this shut up (laughs) (laughs)
3: like you're ruining it.
2: (laughs) it privately like or you don't have to say anything but like stop causing panic for people and so I didn't have it in my mindset then and I didn't really think of it I actually really almost to like two or three days prior before we shut it down I was just thinking this was going to be like bird flu or SARS, whatever. It's just a thing that happens in China. And every now and then they will get like 14 cases. But then I think it was once like Seattle old folks homes just got ripped apart with it. Um, Then I started taking it seriously. And then this is the weird story with it. I was shooting America's Got Talent the day that Tom Hanks got it. And I remember being like, this is weird. I hate it. Uh, They have us all in one room the whole time it was nasty. I also saw like one of the kids like it was a like a huge family that was like a musical family one of their like four year olds kept drinking water from the communal water fountain with his mouth directly on it. And then when I made it to the like the taping of it like to the stage, there was no one in the crowd it wow. was like 40 people it was so depressing and then that was like when you're like this is real and then i was going to stay out in la a little bit longer and then I, w- I was nervous that they were gonna um you know start doing travel bands and that would right. have to figure out how to get back to new york by like car or something
1: right yeah that's pretty wild i um we did a show on the 13th too that friday the 13th that was the last show that we did until the summer,
3: yeah, right?
1: it was it was a long time. Yeah, that know. was the last one. Yeah. We, you know, we 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 do shows out here in Connecticut, and we're booking a room um, every week for six eight months, and then uh, all this happened, and that was the last show. And we debated canceling that show, like uh, up until the day of. We're like, do we cancel this? Do we do it? And we're like, it's sold out. It was like a big show. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, eh, let's ask people who are on the show if they care. And at that point, people are like, like you, it's like, oh, it's like a flu. Like, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. We'll be done with this in a month. And yeah. we're like, yeah, go on with the show.
2: <laughs> and we did it. So naive.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Na- oh, looking
0: back, like, I remember for like work, they closed, you know, shut down work and everything. And I was like, woo, we're going to get like a two week vacation. This is yeah. great. And then three months later, we're like,
3: yeah.
0: okay. we're (laughs) still doing
1: this (laughs) you you live in the city right
2: yeah I live in the city um I didn't yeah I I I guess I just didn't have panic until like all of a sudden it was just everything was shutting down and I was like oh fuck right it's yeah it's time but you know what though I think you guys if you there would have been no harm if you did your show in Connecticut I think did you do it
1: yeah, we did it. No, we
3: did yeah, it. We did yeah. it.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: we. I think we it's have, fine
2: in hindsight, looking back on some stuff.
0: Yeah, especially at that point, like if we were trying to do it, and it was, you know, a very it was just so new. I mean, I think Connecticut shut down
1: the 16th, the 16th. Two day. yeah, like days later, it's crazy. You
2: know what's crazy? This was I heard there. New York is opening up inside dining again, like with restricted inside dining, yeah. but it, the the numbers are worse than it was when we shut down dining and yeah, you know <laughs> it's
1: interesting it totally is it's uh, we'll you can't really started. go back to like march april though because there just wasn't testing to know how much was actually out there yeah. but it the whole I, I mean i have a a super um like i i think shutting down the restaurants at this point was is kind of pointless
2: i agree you know in some way like I think it's up to like discretion of who wants to do like go or not, but it's been the whatever the government or whatever policy about it has been so confusing to these small business owners that I just think it's like been so harmful for them.
1: Yeah, you know, it totally is. I mean, we did we did our our first like out here in Connecticut, performing arts centers are open. Right. So you could go to the like to a theater. Right. And and see stuff um, or a concert or anything like that. So you could do that in Connecticut. The, the the rules are maximum indoor capacity of hundred people, right? So yeah. we did a show Saturday night, the first first show we actually didn't done at a theater that normally holds six hundred and fifty people, and we did it to a hundred people, which was great. I mean, it was hundred people get to come out and, and see That's a great a show. Lot. You know, we think about it. It's if you saw no, how great like, the venue like was it, set up, you could throw a football between people at the different like stations where they were sitting. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it's great that you could do it, but it, it still seems to me a, a little too restrictive.
2: Yeah, I just thought Remember, I remember seeing that woman that had her a restaurant and she com- did, you know, everything that you needed to do with the outdoor dining and then they shut it down. And then right next to it, this was in L.A., and they had this huge craft service tent for outdoor eating for a job on a film that you're yeah. like, how is this any different than what she was doing?
1: Yeah. I don't like, I truly don't even understand the outdoor dining stuff. Cause I'll drive by places out here and <laughs> you know, they have big gigantic tents, double the size of their indoor capacity outside, totally closed in no ventilation whatsoever. Yeah. And like you're sitting inside a balloon. Yeah. But that's okay. I, like,
2: I know it's, it's, I, you're like, I don't understand how that one is getting away with it, but then like this one isn't. And then it just feels like either everyone or no one. That's how I feel about it.
1: Yeah. I I agree. It it sucks. And, uh, I have told the story,
0: I've told the story a million times in this podcast, but like, so I, besides, you know, stand up, I work in the gym industry here in Connecticut and they, you know, I worked for Equinox and when we reopened in June. Gyms reopened in Connecticut. Uh, you know, you could you could wear your mask. Uh, if you you had to wear your mask if you were moving around the gym, but if you were in one area, you could take it off. And we weren't allowed to have showers. And then New York City opened up their gym in September, and you had to be required to keep a mask on, but you could have showers. So you could share a public shower with someone who just worked out, but yeah. you couldn't go see live comedy indoors or eat indoors a restricted amount of people so i was like no this doesn't fucking make sense like i don't understand where's the consistency even in connecticut like you you wear your mask you walk to your table at indoor dining you take it off and you sit you're still in a room with a bunch of people (laughs) you're just sitting you know (laughs) what i mean when you get up you got to put it on and go to the bathroom and it's like well we're still we're all here it's all
2: performative after a while like my family lives in texas and like some were crazy. Some establishments were like, hell no, we see you wearing a mask in there." like, then they're, they hate it, which yeah. I think that's ridiculous. But sure. there are other places that were like, you know, it, it was up to you. Starbucks, you could go in, you had to wear a mask. I mean, I didn't mind where I don't mind wearing a mask. And I feel like that's a fine protocol to ask people. And that's not a lot to ask. But I think having people close stuff down seems a lot,
1: especially yeah. when they're not doing anything for a lot of those people. You know, it's grossly yeah, yeah, yeah. unfair to say, you know, the, the the place that we, you know, we built a comedy club at, and a cabaret at that was in like a two floor nightclub bar. Right. And they let us have full run of the place to do comedy every night of the week if we wanted. And we were running comedy shows four nights a week in a beautiful cabaret style, 70 person room. And but it was a bar. They didn't serve food. So when everything started to open up, the mandates were. You know, if you don't sell food, you can't open, right? And to this day, a place like that can't open. They wound up going out of business. They'll never open up again.
2: Yeah, and I've seen it, that. Just not closing.
1: Oh, totally. And no one's doing anything for them. You know, it's yeah. not they're they don't have to. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, let's talk about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck I know it's so hard fuck because this.
2: everything kind of gets politicized when you start talking about it. But like, just as a human. Yeah. and like detriment to people's livelihood you're just like this is crazy
1: yeah I mean it it is crazy it I mean I had COVID it sucked yeah. right and I wouldn't want anyone I know to get it right because I mean I didn't even have it that bad but I had it and it still sucks but you know like life has to go on at some point like you have to live and you have to be responsible you know
2: yeah I just figured, like wear your mask and then like if you're going into i don't know i wouldn't have gone into high risk places like i wasn't going into bars or clubs and stuff like that but like i definitely went to a movie theater when that opened and i felt perfectly fine yeah i've eaten indoors i felt fine i don't know it's just up to you Yeah.
0: yeah the the mask thing just real quick i was i i like i love history and i was watching something on netflix about world war ii And they were showing footage of like the late 30s in Japan and people are on the train in masks. And I was
2: like, oh, yeah, they know. And I was like, in a highly populated area.
0: Yeah. I was like, this has been happening forever. It's not, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) the late 30s.
1: I've got to China a bunch and everywhere you go over there, you know, there's people on the streets and everywhere wearing masks like it's just part of the culture.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, and they they just come from like highly populated areas where they're on top of each other. Also, the other thing that's like so fascinating, too, is like how America handled it. Like you do really think of the U.S. as being a first world place, but there's other countries that you would be like, oh, I felt like they were not as economically developed, but they have like sanitation stations that you walk yeah. through before you go into establishments. So you're like, why aren't we doing this?
0: yeah. I think it's tough i think it's tough. well whatever we don't have to get in there. but the u.s is just so big probably compared to those other countries you know you got 350 million people true it's it's tough like in the, like when all that when they were like you know the u.s is worse than any other country it's like well we have 350 million people of course <laughs> they're like it's worse than italy it's like italy is eight, eight italy has eight million we have 350 million people of course it's going to be worse what the fuck yeah, are you what talking you about <laughs>
2: When everyone's like praising the the prime minister of New Zealand, I'm like, she has like thousand oh, people to deal with. It's that's what's totally
1: safe. different. And not only different, New Zealand, they probably can't even get sick because they're so pickled on booze. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, too. Like, yeah. And they're so spread out. They like live with, I mean, I have a bunch of friends from New Zealand, like, you know, really from New Zealand. And um, it, just hanging out with them is hard if you're not a career full-time 24-hour-a-day drinker like yeah <laughs> the smallest girl i know can drink me under the table six times like so easy so i i just think nothing affects those guys like yeah true. like they're just <laughs> so much booze running through their veins Nothing. i just,
0: I, I, I get so annoyed when we, to, when we get compared to them i'm like we're not the same. We're nowhere
3: we have, near <laughs>
0: we have 350 million people a b a lot of these fucking people are fat And it's gonna be a real problem for them. A lot of health issues. We have a lot of different nationalities with all sorts of different health issues. We're a mixed (laughs) pot. Don't compare us to fucking Italy. Like (laughs) not, we're not drinking wine and bread. Like they they just take all of August off. They're never stressed. Yeah. Even the Maseratis, they're not even that good a car. They fucking fall apart. (laughs) <laughs> it's $150,000. It's like, what the? they don't give it whatever. I'm getting heated. I took yeah, a nap before. I, just just by the way, Nick's
1: last <laughs> name is Popoletti. He's a full-on Italian. So yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. Why, hey, love, why, the, love, why, the love the Italian why, people. Love the Italian people. Right now, I have no idea.
0: Because they're fucking like, come on. They shut down for a whole month. Whatever. Anyway, I just yeah. like. That's what, you, that's what you get, Italy. Anyway, let's
1: talk about roast battle.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: let's talk about that. Well, we're so, roasting
2: a country right now, so <laughs> I know, right?
1: So I have to tell you that it. I actually, I liked the post roast interviewed segment that they did with you guys.
2: Oh my god, like I I, those are so stressful. More yeah, than I, I the mean, roast.
1: for one, that your guys kiss at at the end was it was so I. I It made me laugh so hard. Like I laughed. I was so laughing at that. It was like, do I have to kiss my husband? Like, it was so funny to me how that like went down. I'm sorry. I just I thought it was hysterical. But the roast was amazing. Like,
2: oh, yeah. Well, anytime somebody's like kiss, you're like gross. Yeah, I mean,
1: like
2: kissing in front of people is like weird.
1: It it actually it looked very much like my wedding video. Like (laughs) (laughs) I was like that is exactly what my wedding video looks like. Yeah, <laughs> like the command kiss. And it's like, you know, some people go for it, but most people are like, this is weird. <laughs>
2: my parents are in the front row. Yeah. It's also yeah. weird. I was trying to do <laughs> sure. this as a bit, but it never did anything. But like the idea of like. uh, mar- Kissing at the end of a marriage ceremony, is like one of the only and you do it when you do it, because we did it in front of the justice of the peace before we did the ceremony, right? You're like, it's one of the few business deals. One, I think the only business deal you do where you kiss the other person that you're in a business deal with.
1: <laughs> like, uh, con- from Italy,
2: uh, France.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, a, those fucks, they kiss each other and shit all the time. It, it's a contract. <laughs> my,
1: my, we're Jewish and my wife never, like, at least 50 times a year, she will. Point out the fact that we have a signed contract, like our wedding. with yeah. There's a signed contract on the wall, like a college diploma. Like that's a contract you signed with me to blah 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 blah. That's very and Jewish
0: of her. That's it, very,
1: very. very <laughs> um, she's also from Africa. Oh really? But North Africa, North Africa or yeah.
2: North? Okay.
1: Um, and but you're right. <laughs> it is like a business deal. But how? Like how did you guys prepare for that? Like obviously. You know there's no more intimate knowing of someone than being married to them so you yeah. have the inherent all of that info for like your your material but you guys i mean obviously there was no Holt Bard in that like he and you like went for it like how did you guys prepare did you talk it through beforehand or was like how'd you do it
2: well i think we both knew what things we could really attack that we were both even Stuff I was like, you can do this. And I know everybody thinks this and it'll be great if you mention this. Um, almost, they're almost like my insecurities. So it felt fine for me, like a, a control issue to be like, I'm letting you do this. You right. know, like,
3: you know right, jokes yeah. about
2: riding his coattails. And then he openly talks about having herpes. And he. we're all like self-aware people, I think. Yeah. And we're fine with our faults. So we just let each other know exactly which faults we could talk about that I think the audience would be sh- were shocked to know that we were okay with that I
1: think yeah it was it was kind of like I was like wow they must have a really really good relationship <laughs> <laughs> to like
2: well, some of the stuff that
1: he said <laughs> yeah, it was so good it was really good and I was like oh that's awesome I can't wait to talk to her
0: after after the roast were you guys like uh, I mean I don't know what happened were you like in the car or like on the subway and you were like oh you really had to <laughs> I want up like there any fights come from that or like were you both like good job okay
2: no I think um no a lot of people some people have been like was that rough and I was like no in fact that has never been one issue in our relationship is like stuff that came up in roast battle like right we were there to pick up a check we put on a show and then that was we left and we were like that was fun and oh, then
1: totally. yeah that was it yeah, I mean, you know, you. I mean, you're. It's not. I mean, you you not to get roasting each other. You know what? Then they're, they're not going to be the the nicest things ever. You know, yeah. like, oh, you look pretty today. Next, yeah. <laughs> like you're not getting that. But Jesselnick seemed like he kind of like went out of his way to kind of be mean to Joe. Was that? <laughs> did you feel so, that?
2: <laughs> I think they've known each other in the past, so it was a comfortability. That's what I always. And I'm not the only one that, but I think the general rule is for a good roast is have both parties really like each other. Yeah. So when like yeah. Jesselnik's going after Joe, he just knows that he can. Yeah. You know, like because they're just friends. Right. Yeah. No, I, or there's a respect that. there.
1: Oh, totally. It, I, it's probably how they edited it a little bit too when, on for yeah. the, you know, for TV. Um, no, but it was fun. I really like, I like watching. I mean, I love roasts. because I do I too.
2: It's, it's like the last um area of just joke writing yeah and like you know dark jokes too that are off color that I think totally place of doing it because both parties have signed up for it
1: oh no I mean that's the great thing especially like you know when you watch these celebrity roasts who you know those guys for their life have been you know coddled for the most part and only told great things about themselves and then they sit in in a chair and have 10 you know, and at least half of the those 10 are just of the sharpest comedic minds around, just ripping them. Like, that's pretty ballsy to sit in that chair knowing you're going to get shit on hard.
2: Yeah, I guess that just takes a certain personality because I've seen some comics do a roast and, th- and it looks like they're actually legitimately getting hurt by it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's got to be weird. That's got to be <laughs> strange does. to watch, like... Uh. I I grew up with watching like my dad and my grandmother used to watch the Dean Martin roasts all the time. Yeah. Like those things. I mean like I, you can still kind of do that today but like Don Rickles is going in on like you know, Wilt Chamberlain about him being black and how he can't live in his neighborhood.
3: Yeah.
0: It's like, that's like Jerry Seinfeld going after LeBron right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it doesn't. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. Like, yeah. I can't believe oh, they're wild Wild. talking about this openly talking about Sinatra's mob connections. Like <laughs> yeah. How someone's going to be found <laughs> in a garage next week. Rickles always did, threw that joke out and you're like, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah. Those were rough. Like that's when like there was, There no sensitivities really you know in in that time like there was not the sensitivity there is now to to you know all the pc shit which every day it's like you don't know which way to turn like who are you going to offend tomorrow with a joke
2: yeah it's like frustrating i I, i'm I'm enjoying doing tiktok and i had a strong opinion about a certain girl that wears these kind of hats and man (laughs) the hate that i get from it i'm like wow can you imagine if i had a real opinion like (laughs) <laughs>
1: so crazy, I, I, I imagine if that. i had a
0: real opinion i love that yeah because you're talking about fucking hats
1: <laughs> i didn't it's know like people that were like, so into uh, derbies like,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, i'll tell you a tiktok thing i posted one of my jokes up there and it was about how um, both my grandfathers fought in world war ii etc right all this stuff and instead of saying, I was like, you know, this, his platoon had 300 people. And it, I, I that was the wrong terminology, apparently, because platoons were only in Vietnam. They weren't in World War II. Oh, yeah. There was a battle in the comments about like, well, technically platoons didn't come along until 1965 when Vietnam <laughs> started. And oh, I was like, man. hey, man, like. This was a t- end of a 12-minute set. I was having a fucking <laughs> panic attack before. I worked on it for six months. And I fucked up that word, and it was like 40 comments. I was like, is anyone, anyone going to work? What are you guys doing? Do yeah. you have a job? Anything? And if, I'm not kidding, like 30, 40 comments. Like, go well, technically, guys going back and forth about what a platoon is and what it should be called or what. Wh- And I was like, oh, my God, I want to kill myself. (laughs) Imagine if you made a hat
1: joke. If you you would have added a hat to it, you would have crushed.
0: I think I'm going to throw that in there. I'm going to try to add a hat joke in.
2: Uh, So
1: let's talk about your podcast for a couple. Yeah. So you've been doing it, right, a long time?
2: I want to say maybe the end of 2015.
1: Yeah, that's a long, I mean, podcast. For podcasts, that's that's a good bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And... I think you're over 300 episodes right like i just yeah yeah, thinking, this, that's we're, a, yeah we're
2: about yeah we're at 322
1: yeah to be exact 300.
2: <laughs> well i i'm the one that does the editing
1: <laughs> yeah, no, <I> don't. <laughs> if you know who has me i'd be like oh we we're at 126 yeah i, I, I <laughs> don't
0: even i don't even know what we're at until greg just said it i was like oh because greg does at our, our stuff so i'm like nick's oh, like okay. we
1: have 120 guys. that's uh <laughs> I mean Adrienne is, is another amazing, amazing comedian. Like she's so That's good. So, um, funny. It, so like what what ha, when you guys started doing it, like did you have like a vision, like let's do a podcast like this? Or did it materialize with like different twists and turns as you guys have been doing it for five years?
2: We just figured like every time we were texting each other or talking, like we just go on these like weird tangents. And then we also were like, we should just get into the podcast game anyway because it just seems like another way to get a bigger audience or like um i don't know make some money and so we we have fun talking to each other so we couldn't ever think of like you know i'm a, i admire the podcasts that have a point of view right <laughs> like how do you do like how do you stick to it yeah we're just all over the place so we just stuck there we Stick to an hour, maybe start off with whatever what's going on, and then like it just splits.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, is that the only podcast that you've done?
2: Um, I've done two others. One was I was gonna. This was like over ten years ago, maybe about ten years ago. Oh wow! A, a comics playing poker, but that was so labor intensive to like listen to a full poker game and pull out sound bites from it Wow. and make it sound good um that one was th- where i was like after one of those i was like i can't do that and then i did another one with uh the two comics zach versus hard and brad austin and we were so all over the place with that one like we would tape an episode one week and then two weeks it wasn't until like with Badger, I was like oh you have to do this on a consistent basis
1: yeah yeah i was gonna ask you like what what why did they you know why did they not progress but that that's the main reason like if you're not doing them regularly you can't really can have a you can't build an audience for your podcast you can certainly build an audience for your comedy but you know consistency is what keeps people listening you know especially if they're subscribers because then it populates in their stuff every week and then they listen to it if it's if it's missing for two weeks then you kind of already lost half your audience
2: yeah and then they get I mean I always make sure our Patreon episodes are up on Monday, but man, this last one, we switched a producer for this month. I We got someone else to take care of editing and all that stuff. And so they were a little bit behind and I just kept getting messages. It really stresses me out where I'm like, it'll be there.
1: <laughs> it's coming.
2: <laughs> the how, how, long, for free.
1: <laughs> how long did it, I know, right? How long did it take <laughs> you to get to the point to do a paid service for the, for the podcast?
2: Um, as soon as i found out about patreon and then you're like oh maybe we can be like come town right. and then you're like no but because <laughs> it makes so much money no. um that's when i started signing up for it and then um then it was like wow we have to take this seriously when it happened, when pandemic happened because we weren't sure what like a form of income was going to be like right for us.
1: and is that is that when you really started doing like doing it hard is when pandemic happened
2: yeah like and then we started doing like you know incentive programs trying to get people to come join a certain tier and we'll put on a show like a live show on our patreon for them or like um we were starting to do zoom hangs with listeners for money and stuff like that um and then you're always surprised you're like god you guys actually want to do (laughs) that
1: that's because like you know we we keep tossing it back and forth but you know, I think we need to get a little farther um, before we go that route. But, you know, same thing. We took the whole, you know, pandemic experience to really to beef up the amount of episodes we did. Because we did we did an episode a day in May last last May, God, which was I
2: do two a week. And I find it to be too much when you're also editing on top of it.
1: Oh, See, the editing part, we're, we're not the best at, but we. That's why we try to keep them nice and tight. Uh, But it was way more of an undertaking than I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh, we'll just record these and then I will upload them and it'll be simple. And it was anything, but like, it was so incredibly stressful. (laughs) Like every day I was like, oh my God, I got to do this because it has to be out tomorrow. (laughs) Like it was so much stress.
2: Well, like, People don't realize to upload an hour of video on YouTube almost takes an hour to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it all takes, I mean, we, we were yeah. doing it on audio. We were doing it on video. I was doing all the art, all the booking. I mean,
2: the, synopsis, changed- the replying to yeah. emails, the yep. comments, and like, you know, you, you, you need to be like engaged with your listeners. They like it.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I don't think I would do that again. <laughs> <laughs> because like for one it was a lot of recording but we had nothing to do in that like march april yeah, time what you about? so yeah,
0: it was like 3 4 days of just like or, or i'm sorry 3 3 to 4 podcasts a day for in like you know what i mean march and april yeah. we were like yeah
1: it was crazy we did so many but to be honest it really helped us get our name out there kind of coast to coast. Right. So we, you know, we've, I spend a lot of time in California, so I focused a lot on like the LA based comedians. And then of course on the New York based comedians. And it really helped us very quickly get our name in front of a lot of people. Right. That, that without doing that, we wouldn't have been able to do it as fast, of course. And it led to us being able to book, you know much bigger guests much faster than
0: everyone was doing nothing
1: yeah so, yeah no it, no i excuse. mean we're, gotcha
2: <laughs> i know when they're like i can't do it i'm like well why <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like what what are you doing like when, when we
0: had um the big one i remember the big one for me during the pandemic was uh he's like yeah we got jamie kennedy and i was like really i was like oh i guess he's really not doing anything like <laughs> I was like, how? And then I was like, oh, well, the whole world shut down. That's how we Yeah,
2: go. there's, like, nothing to do. Also, I'm still a sucker of, like, anytime ask me, you're like, you really thought of me? Like, I take, I'm, like, honored.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's, you know, like, again, to your point, like, why not do it? What do you, you know, if you have the time to do it, the more exposure, the better. Yeah. Like, no matter how you cut it, you know what I mean? Like, the, the days of just having... You know, at that one point, two late night shows to do. You know, now there's obviously for comedians multiple late night shows to do, but you can reach probably as big of an audience by going on 10 podcasts than a stand up set.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we always joke about that. Like, now you just do late night so you can get a good tape.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cut up and put on Instagram because that seems to like matter more. Like, it feels good to do a late night, but honestly, every time I do it, I've gone back to my day job afterwards, which I call now the walk of shame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, "Were n't you on Fallon?" You're like, "Yes." Yeah. how Can I help you?
3: That's <laughs> so demoralizing.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, that's that's what I hear. All these guys, um, like New York City guys, like Chris DiStefano Stefano, told this story about like he's done a few late night sets, um, and like. You don't really get a big bump from it But then he went to LA and did a few podcasts And you know He said in one weekend he got 40,000 New Instagram followers yeah. of, You know what I mean So he's like what the fuck am I doing Trying to get on Jimmy, Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel Or whatever like what am I why
2: At 12 o'clock at night and yeah. everyone's just going to bed At that time when you could do Rogan Who I actually think gets Better numbers than Fallon
0: does Oh I, that's, I think That's Joe Rogan like the biggest show in the world.
2: Period. That's the new tonight show.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you don't have to prepare and you don't have to have a booker be like getting 5 minutes is so hard for your first time because they're so particular and they because they're so nervous that you're just going to like put your foot in your mouth or do something crazy on stage because sometimes you'll watch an, uh, a comic that's been on a lot of times you're like man if i if that's the set that i turned in for a first timer they it would have been rejected. Yeah, it's yeah. just hard, and could get a perfect set. It's just like not the easiest. Like somebody stands in front of your camera, you accidentally say fuck in the first five or first minute. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like it's really hard to get a good tape down. It ta- it's a long process, and then the- you can just go on a podcast without having to do all that stuff anymore.
0: Yeah, they like I- they, do they cut like for late now I'm always curious. Like it. Don't get me wrong, we, we're kind of knocking late night, but if today they're like, you're gonna do late night, so I'd be like, okay, sign me. Yeah. up. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I'm uh, not gonna luxury. say no at this point. I don't have that luxury, but um, did they like chop away at certain things or be like, can't use that? Cause again, I keep talking about Chris Stefano. but he brought it up. He has a joke about his daughter. Uh, she's half Puerto Rican and he kind of does the accent, and they were like, don't mm-hmm. do the accent. Isn't and that he, crazy? And he's like, no, it's know. like my, that's my daughter though. Like, she's mine. <laughs> He's like, I'm not making fun of, I'm not making fun of Puerto, like her mom's Puerto Rican. It's my girlfriend. Like, I'm not trying to be. That's who. That's the joke. Like, she's my kid, and they chopped yeah. away it. You know what I mean?
2: I get, I understand. Like, doing some voices can be very racially insensitive, but I get, like, yeah. I sometimes feel like if you do it in a respectful way and not making fun of class or anything like that, then if it's part of the story, then it should be fine.
0: Yeah, especially if it's coming out of supposed like a four or five year old girl's mouth, it's like yeah. supposed to be like a funny, you know what I mean? They're like, "Don't do it." And he was like, it
1: oh, is, it okay. is crazy. <laughs> because today I was talking to John from Stand Up New York, and I was I I forgot why what reference I was using, but I I mentioned uh, it was a food reference, and I mentioned ramen. Right. And he, he goes, why did you pick ramen of all things? And I'm like, I don't know, John, because I eat a lot of ramen. I don't know. Like, he was, busting my, he was busting my chops. Just obviously give me a hard time. He wasn't offended or anything. But like you, you do, you have to be really careful who you're talking to and, and what you say about like the simplest things.
2: Oh, it's crazy. I remember one time we were I was playing a game with friends and then acquaintances are friends of those friends. And one of the girls was Asian and we had to guess who in the group liked sushi. And it was <laughs> one of the last few, but I was like, every, most people in New York love sushi. Sure. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let, because she's Asian, not be right in my answer. You know what I mean? So I just said it and then she was like racist. And I was like, <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> you baited me into that. I know. <laughs> but- I was
2: like, that's not and like everybody likes sushi. Yeah,
1: I it's know. Like, it's like
2: fuck off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> who likes sushi? Who's the worst driver here? You're like, all
2: right. <laughs> let's. I mean, that would. Yeah, that would be different. <laughs> speaking,
1: speaking of sushi, but yeah,
2: I felt faded.
1: What's your yeah. favorite cheese?
2: My my favorite cheese. Yeah. God, I think I like Manchego.
1: Ooh,
0: I've never even heard of that. It's
1: That's
2: incredible. Spanish cheddar, almost. I think yeah. or maybe like out of goat cheese or something, it's, but it's I. A- or I like brie and I like blue. Uh, I, I don't love know.
0: this. I said you're like it's the Spanish cheddar. Like it's that <laughs> new it's like it's that new hot shit. It's that new hot <laughs> cheese. It's, it's the so Spanish good. cheddar. I don't know if you know about it, but <laughs> I'm just curious.
1: I don't know why I, I why I asked about cheese. Um, but I, I like those choices. And I'll tell you, it's funny because I, I asked lots of people like what their favorite cheese is, and like 75% of the people say Gouda. And then I'm like that can't possibly be true. Sarah's face. That was so Gouda's
2: not like a good eat by itself. Cheese. I think it's too smoky for my liking.
1: I I don't have never had a piece of Gouda and been like, oh, my God, I have found my new favorite cheese and I love cheese yeah. of all kinds. And I just I've never had that happen ever. I've had like a, a real crazy, like pungent blue cheese and being like, wow, that's a good cheese. Yeah. Right never said that about gouda so i think the people that claim gouda as their favorite cheese are full of shit
3: <laughs>
1: just saying
0: yeah now i'm thinking about what mine would be I'm like, i
1: think well, they just well. want to say gouda like because there's not yeah. a lot of cheeses that have a fun sounding name you know what about
0: munster munster cheese
2: munster's pretty, pretty good good for sandwich. Like, it's a sandwich sandwich cheese it's a sandwich so it's with cheese.
1: no yeah.
0: my really
2: dad used to eat by itself
1: I love Swiss cheese. It is really one of no. my favorite cheeses. By
0: itself,
2: Greg?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, if I have Swiss cheese in the house, Gross. I could easily just go snake a couple of pieces, of, like roll <laughs> them up like a food roll up and nope. be like, there's my snack.
2: You know what's weird? I like, I can't eat Kraft singles by itself, but on a burger, for some reason, I'm like, it's pretty good on a burger. Oh, myself. No. I'm like, disgusted. Totally. Yeah,
0: you're, you're like, what's this plastic sheet, yellow sheet <laughs> I'm eating?
1: Same <laughs> thing with like Velveeta or like squeeze cheese. Like you would never do anything with that, except if you had a piping hot steak sandwich and then you throw like you squeeze a little on there or something like in the onions or mushrooms.
2: No. Like,
0: it's
1: like a like- mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I like the my father owned a bagel place in New York and he used to make pizza bagels with Munster cheese and it would be melted. That's when I was like, This is the best thing ever. Yeah. Like that I was all about. But yeah, it's been a while. I haven't had cheese in a long
1: time I have to put cheese I... on bagels. You what? I used to put cheese on bagels, like with cream cheese and then Good. like a piece Good. of squares or something. I've
0: done that. I've done
1: uh, it. I was a kid.
2: I like fantasize of the perfect cheese board. I like that this is our new podcast.
1: <laughs> you know, I'll tell you a we started thing. with
0: coronavirus. We're ending with cheese boards.
1: They we're going to end on Corona also. <laughs> My, I had a friend. Uh, he's a music publicist who had a music magazine back in the early 2000s that was called Fromage. Right. Mm. And he in he, the whole entire premise of his magazine was he would interview bands and, you know, guys in the music industry, and musicians. And the only topic of conversation was cheese. Oh,
2: that's fun.
1: It was really a is his a very funny magazine. And I, I, I like I always tell people that story because I'm like, he had this magazine and pre blog, pre everything. And all they did was talk about cheese, but with musicians. <laughs> so, oh, I'd love so to cool. hear the insight.
2: I really do. I pr- did a question on Facebook once about what's your favorite cheese. And it was really engaging. Like people are really on board about talking about cheese.
1: Totally. <laughs> it's a, it was a print magazine too. This was like internet, like obviously the internet yeah. existed, but he like printed it out. You could find it in like tower records and I was, it was genius. It was, he's one of the smartest guys I know, like so great. smart. So um, I have one more question. I want to know what your, guilty pleasure is music wise like when you're alone and you'd want to turn on some music that you don't want anyone to know that you're listening to who is it you know
2: what I I don't know it's not like I'm like embarrassed about music but sometimes like um I don't, I'm just trying to think. Like, I remember, I think I could get embarrassed about listening to Enya, which is something that I would like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did.
2: I, <laughs> 90s new age. I think I could really jam out to you in my room. I did not, I did not like, see
0: that coming. I
1: didn't either. I would never <laughs> be that. Like, you that, really that.
0: sideswiped us, Sarah. That really, <laughs> holy shit.
1: Enya. Nick I has no not. idea who Enya is. He doesn't even know what <laughs> no, Enya No, it's
0: just, it's just sounds, isn't it? It's basically just sounds. No, right? it's
2: like a gay, like, She's Irish and sings in an old tongue but No, I like,
0: remember the commercials. There was commercials for her yeah. CDs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And uh she, speak, she sings in English as well, but like uh I think her she hit it big in the 90s with yeah. that movie Far and Away yeah. with yeah. Nicole Kidman and uh Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruz. but yeah. she had a moment.
1: Oh, she had a moment all right. Yeah,
2: she was <laughs> She cute. had a
1: moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, Dude, funny. and yeah, I did that
0: that really woo.
1: Wow. <laughs> that is good uh and it's a good place to end um we want to thank our new sponsor corona Premier beer if wow. you're into light beers um, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <very> <laughs> <history>. <laughs> but uh if you were going to ask my musical uh yeah. guilty pleasure i don't think this is a surprise to nick is uh pink okay like that's
2: she, she rocks in her, her her voice is amazing she's
1: an incredible that's, singer i
0: think it's because greg and her have the same hairstyle kind of okay like you saw greg's hair is it pink? It, it's it's, nice. purple. it's purple. <laughs> shaved on the sides it's cut right you know what i mean they're kind of <laughs> the same they both like bad boys they date bad boys it's, it's very
1: yeah. 90, 90s boy band
2: do you guys both have that cut that goes right to your penis <laughs> <laughs> No, like we use I use manscapes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I miss <laughs> whatever led into that. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna say probably not.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> you mean like the Austin Powers, like the the, the kind of like?
2: No, there's like a a cut near in the hip that looks like it. Most guys have it, but every now and, oh, and then are saying... like in gymnastics have it, which I think she does too. Like oh,
1: the muscles
2: yeah the muscle, oh, muscle like me, like, the no, yeah. No, i thought you meant like the hair
0: no no not don't. hair i'm I'm a voluptuous boy i'm too thick for that that's not yeah. i'm like 220 pounds <laughs> you so
2: tits
1: yeah nick does like you'll I'm see like the person f- one day like nick, nick has definitely an envious an envious upper body
3: yeah
0: i remember getting measured in high school for like we all went together to get our tuxes for prom and it was me and a bunch of my buddies were all on the football team, and like they 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 would measure us, and they would just go, <laughs> probably gonna be an athletic fit, right? Like you need to stretch. And I'm like, I was like, stretch. I don't know. Like I'm. This is like my fourth time wearing a suit. I'm 16. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, ah, yeah, we don't know. Or it's gonna take a while to order. How, when's your prom? And we're like, all right, <laughs> fuck you.
1: Nick was the original investor in the ear.
2: God. That age is so brutal. They shouldn't make you wear tuxes. You should just show up in a nice outfit.
0: I remember going, I had this conversation. You remember Abercrombie, obviously everyone, right? It was huge back in the day.
1: You didn't go anywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're still there, but like who really, you know, um, I remember going to Abercrombie in high school. I was, you know, I was offensive lineman. So I was like 240 pounds. It's a big guy. And one of our wide receivers, tall, thin, had abs. He had that cut, was working yeah. at Abercrombie. And we're like, let's go to the mall and see Mike. And we're like, all right. We go to the mall. And I, I was like, so, like, you think I could, like, get a polo from here or whatever? And he was like, man, he goes, we keep all those big stuff in the back. And I was like, what do you mean in the back? He's like, it's in the back. And he brought out a triple XL that was – So tight, but it's Abercrombie, so it's the way it's cut. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm a triple XL. This doesn't make sense. It killed me. I was 16 years old. I was like, I'm a triple XL. This is horrible.
2: (laughs) No, I remember I I could fit in their stuff, and then as soon as I hit like 22, I couldn't even get my thigh into (laughs) any of their pants. You're there. That company went down because they're actually really insulting. Apparently, like they don't. Anything that they can't sell, they throw it away or burn it because they don't want homeless people wearing it. Ugh. Isn't that fucked up?
0: You want to hear some uh, it's another thing that's fucked up? Our buddy that worked there, the same kid I was just talking about, people that weren't as good looking as the people out on the floor, people, they would hire them at Abercrombie, but they were called impact people and they would just be in the back <laughs> folding and putting <laughs> shit together. I'm not kidding. He was like, yeah, all like, like the uglier people or like the chubbier people they put in the back. And I was like, <gasps> what?
2: <laughs> fuck off. I, I get know. it though, so, but like fuck off.
0: I get it's their brand. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I understand, but do you ugh. remember when they
1: used to have the guy standing with the shirt off? With, with the shirt off outside in the like the mall that would just stand there with yeah. his shirt off and be like, I'm... Come on in Abercrombie. Oh
2: get yeah. this. My... I took my dad in there once when I was like young 20s or early teen late teens, and I remember him being like to the employees being like how how do you work here because the music's at like a decibel level that is not for human it's just like so loud and then you're just getting pumped with cologne the
0: cologne i knew you were gonna oh (laughs) you get a fucking headache immediately
1: (laughs) it it reminds me of like las vegas being in a casino but no slot machines
2: oh yeah it's just sensory overload it's awful
0: i just i just remember going there with my grandmother who like you know her her father was like a world war ii vet and owned a taxi company and all this stuff right so she's like really from queens and i was like i want these jeans she's like how much are they i was like 130 dollars. she's like they're ripped why do you want ripped jeans they're all ripped she goes what is the great depression again why do you want ripped pants i don't understand i was like that's the style grandma like you know what i mean yeah (laughs) so dumb looking back (laughs) so stupid
1: Okay. So, um we didn't talk about your actual comedy album except for how okay. how it how it Arts. works with Nick's <laughs> upper body um, lower body too. Yeah, this album came out uh, in earlier in 2020, mid 2020.
2: Yeah. It came out July. Just made right? the
0: cut.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's mid-ish.
2: Yeah, that's been sorry, Back sorry. In the I was I don't know why for a moment I thought you were saying that I recorded it mid July. Oh
1: no, 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 no. No, we sorry. talked about it. You
0: recorded in March.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got everybody's, yeah, you everybody together to get sick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember you went on stage, you were like, fuck all you, you're staying, no one's leaving. I remember that's the opening, <laughs> that's the
1: right? We're all gonna kick yeah, yeah, yeah. shake hands. It's gonna be that's how we're going out. We're going out fuck with you this. guys. You know, fuck everybody. So but you mentioned you're you're putting it out as a comedy special on your YouTube.
2: I'm going to yeah I I I found the footage. There was some lost footage. And it looks good enough, and I'm going to I'm having someone help me edit it and splice it up. I'm making it. I think I'm making it look like an '80s comedy special.
1: That's cool. And I, I mean, you gonna have like a Seinfeld baseline. Are you are you gonna call? <laughs> jokes. Are, you, are you gonna call it? It's good enough. Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it might be good. It, maybe you let me know.
2: Uh, well, fortunately, the audio from it and the video all synced up, so it's going to have good audio. It just won't have like amazing crane shots or right. cutaways to audience, but I'm I'm going to splice in some, some 80s audiences. Plus, like anytime I watch a comedy special, sometimes I'm like, Why do I don't need this many cutbacks. I don't need to have a camera angle where we're behind the comic or from the side stage or where it's like right by their chin. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, you know, what? you should um, you should check out uh, Jeremiah Watkins new one that just came out called Family Reunion. And it was very simple, like their shoot was super duper simple, like one camera, just him. It was you'll check it out. Check out some of the footage it's all over his Instagram and, and stuff. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't think you need to do much these days with, like, comedy specials. Yeah. At, no, yeah. you just
0: got to wear a bomber jacket and, like, a dope chain, and that's yeah. uh, that's pretty every guy's well, like, costume.
2: There's <laughs> the, uh, a Richard Pryor special that's shot where I think it's in Compton, and he, the audience hasn't even sat down fully, and he just starts the show. So you're just yeah, like...
0: I remember. I know exactly. It's I don't so know the name good. Of it. It's yeah. hilarious. He's like, yeah, 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 all right. So, like... <laughs>
2: making fun of them for coming in late.
1: (laughs) He's like, listen, I hired these people to shoot this. I only have an hour and six minutes. So like I have a three minute on front and back. Yeah, (laughs) it's like we're starting Get in your fucking seat.
2: Yeah, I just think if the jokes are good and then it it looks well and it sounds well, then that's all you need. So that's what I'm doing.
1: Totally. And you're putting it out just on your own YouTube.
2: I'm going to put it on YouTube. It's free. And if you want to Venmo me because you are nice. I feel like that's been the tradition lately of putting your special on YouTube. And if you want to Venmo me, that's great. Yeah. But if you don't, that's great. I don't care. I don't give a shit.
1: Well, people who are listening should <laughs> Venmo her for watching her special. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, you know, send,
0: it, or send her that Spanish cheddar cheese.
1: Yeah, or subscribe to her yeah. Patreon. I mean, come on. <laughs> we live in a world you got to pay for things.
2: Yeah. Well, I just want you to watch it because I want to monetize my YouTube channel. That's yeah. all I care about right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we that's what we're doing, and I love watching 12 cents at a time roll in. Yeah, it, it makes me hey. feel really good. Yeah, so after Greg a gonna,
2: while, you can start making the big bucks.
1: <laughs> I
0: know. Greg and I are going to go out to dinner tonight, celebrate the 24 cents we made today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've made $11 on TikTok. <laughs>
1: hey! <laughs> I I looked at our YouTube the other day because they sent me a form that I had to fill out for taxes, and I think in I, I think we're up north of fifty dollars. It might be like sixty dollars.
2: That's pretty great. On like hey, retire okay. the beginning.
1: Twelve cents at a time. I mean, it counts. <laughs> it counts.
0: Warren Buffett just said compounding interest,
1: so yep. I'm just going to follow gonna that. All in GameStop stock. <laughs> see what happens anyway this was awesome we did way more time than we usually do that that's that's awesome uh,
0: oh thank you this was awesome yeah so great time you're hilarious
1: anything else you want to pimp while we got time uh
2: no just badge podcast <laughs> and uh it's my badge. you know what's
1: funny I'll tell you i what, thought i thought
0: you weren't gonna say podcast i thought you just i was we're like just,
1: just Badge promoting that. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I asked Nick before we got on. I'm like, you know, we really should talk about our name because it keeps coming up in places like, oh, you know, we can't do this because of the name. You can't put this blah, 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 mostly in sponsorship and stuff like that when we're promoting on for other shows. And We're like, what do you want to do about the name? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I really like the name, but if it's holding us back in some places, we should think about, you know, how to how to address it. And I'm like, well, we're about to interview Sarah. And the name of her podcast is Vag. (laughs) So if she's not having any problems, we shouldn't either. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I'm like, you know, besides that, you have Guys We Fucked, which is like one of a super popular Come down,
3: come on. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: Yeah, I know, I know. He brought all those up, and I was like, "You're right." Because he, he always, when we first started this, used to bust my balls. Because before sets, he would be like, "Tell the host or whoever." Like, you're the host of the Mangina Dialogues. And I'd be like, oh, I don't want to, like, come out to that. They're going to hate me already, maybe. Like, you know, right. I'm just, I was so nervous before my sets. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to know that. Like, <laughs> let me just... I just want, my, I want them, my set to be good and them to worry about that. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Well, just but remember, remember done, there's fans' so. names that are, like, goo-goo dolls. So,
1: yeah. it's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate saying these two words in out loud. But when I used to go to Tower Records every single day, because I lived on the same block as Tower Records, the first aisle you'd walk in is the A aisle. Right? Yeah. So the first band I used to see every day, like I would walk in, it'd be like four feet in. It was a No, 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 like way grosser. It was a band called Anal C Word. (laughs) That was the name of the band, like a punk band. (laughs) And I'm like, how does that band go out and play live? How?
3: Yeah.
1: Like, how could they advertise that blank blank is coming to your town or is playing Donna Hills or wherever in the city or wherever they play? Like, that's the worst name you could possibly have. But if those guys can do it, the Mangina Dialogues should have an easy. Definitely. So.
0: All right. Well, if Sarah likes it, I like it, then that's it. On that
1: note, host of the Vag podcast and a YouTube special coming, Thank you very much for hanging with us. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
3: Enjoy
1: (laughs)
0: enjoy your cheese, Sarah. Have a great rest of
3: your week.
1: Stay healthy.